What is going on, all you constant listeners out there in the multiverse? You are listening to the Earth 16 Comics Wire podcast on the Daily Planet, and I'm going to be doing a special mini series episode on the mini series comic Superman Red and Blue, and I'm going to be traveling to Metropolis to cover the very first story of issue number one called Untitled. You definitely don't want to miss this. <laughs> What is going on all you constant listeners out there in the multiverse? I hope you're all having a very good Easter holiday. Happy Easter um, to everyone. I'm doing very good myself. So having said that, I'm going to cover a couple of things before we get into the segment. Um, first, I'm going to be doing more comic book reviews for the Daily Planet Earth 16 Comics Wire. And I'm definitely going to be doing a review on Nottingham um, from Mad Cave Studios. And for those of you listeners who don't know, um, Nottingham is a unique retelling of the Robin Hood mythos. And it's told by the point of view or the perspective of the Sheriff of Nottingham, who's usually portrayed as an antagonist or a villain. So it's a very interesting comic. I've been enjoying it myself so far. So if you, for those of you consolations who haven't read the comic book yet, I recommend that you purchase the comic or check it out at your library if you can. It's a really unique take on the Robin Hood mythos and it's just enjoyable. It's a really awesome comic. I can't say enough about it. It's, a, it's that awesome of a comic. Um, so also I'm planning on getting an interview with All Elite Wrestling's Tony Chavone on his Kickstarter comic, Butts and Seats, the Tony Chavone story. And it's a autobiographical comic about his career in pro wrestling. Now, Tony Chavone is a commentator. He's commentated for World Championship Wrestling, or WCW, and briefly for World Wrestling Entertainment, um, WWE, and more recently, All Elite Wrestling at AEW. So hopefully I can get him on board the Earth 16 Comics Wire, and I can just talk to him about his project. And I've actually already backed his Kickstarter, and you can look up Butts and Seats. If you just Google Butts and Seats, the Tony Chavone story, Kickstarter... You should be able to find it there and his last name is spelled s-c-h-i-a-v-o-n-e so it's butts and seats a tony chavone story kickstarter you should be able to find it and it's gotten a lot of backers it's already actually achieved its goal so the comic's definitely coming out for sure and also i'm going to be interviewing ronnie lekasa flair on his Kickstarter comic, Heavens Decoded. Now, Heavens Decoded is about, um, it takes place in the, the not too distant future. Synopsis reads as prison, the paramilitary response to intergalactic security measures led by Colonel Amory Monroe has already completed construction of two massive underground moon bases, Base Alpha and Base Delta. However, upon their recent arrival on Mars, prison researchers have reported that discovery of strange alien symbols while building the top secret base Omega, also known as the shed. Colonel Monroe and Lieutenant Foster must now escort their newest specialist, Dr. Reggie Rocklin, a controversial young archaeologist, to Mars so he can investigate these alien symbols. So actually, I read the first issue, and I thought it was really awesome. It was like Indiana Jones in space, almost, and maybe with some Stargate vibes. So I'm going to be speaking to Ronnie about Heavens Decoded, 
and it should be a really interesting interview. So having said all of that, I'm going to be covering the miniseries Superman Red and Blue. And this is the first episode of the Superman Red and Blue series. And the story I'm going to be covering is called Untitled. And it's about a previous experience that Superman had by being a prisoner at a foreign country under Soviet rule at the time. So it's around the Cold War. And the story was actually chronicled in World's Finest 192 and 193, those issues. So if you haven't checked them out yet, I recommend you go read those too because those were some very interesting issues. I never read a World's Finest, but when I read that, I was like, wow. And just reading this story, Untitled, which is based on the aftermath of those experiences, it was just powerful. Very powerful comic. And so this is going to be a part of my commentary on Superman Red and Blue. I'm going to be covering other stories um, in that first issue and then in the second issue. So it's a special mini-series that I'm doing for the Earth-16 Comics Wire Daily Planet podcast. So sit back, grab your favorite snack, and let's dive into the Red and Blue pages of Superman Red and Blue, the story called Untitled. Welcome back, constant listeners. Now we're going to go straight into the first story of the first issue of Superman Red and Blue, Untitled. The creative team of Superman Red and Blue, Untitled consists of John Ridley, who is the writer, Clayton Henry, who is the artist, Jordi Belair, who is a colorist, and Dave Sharp, who is a letterer. Now, the synopsis of this comic reads that to start things off, the Academy Award-winning writer of Future State Next Batman, John Ridley, joins artist Clayton Henry, Batman Superman, to tell a story of Clark Kent as he confronts a villain who still haunts him in a story that shows what Superman can mean to a whole country. And this story references World's Finest Comics, issues number 192 and 193, in which Superman flies over to Lebanon. Um, despite not being allowed to because he feel he felt that he had to save lives and he saved a train from colliding only to only little to his knowledge that it was actually a ruse by the antagonist of those comics Colonel Nikolai Koslov who eventually captures Superman and also captures Batman as well and uses them as propaganda pawns. This story takes place a couple of years after that where Clark is finally going to confront Kozlov and gain closure, but he's going to do it in the form of a journalistic interview with the very man that tortured him. So the story begins with Clark Kent seeing his palms sweat, not because lives are in danger or because of an extraterrestrial threat or even being affected by a kryptonite, Clark is returning to the former Soviet bloc state of Lubania where, as Superman, he was convicted of being a spy and tortured by the ruthless colonel Nikolai Kozlov. So he's aboard a plane and you, you see the panel where he's looking at his own hands and he is just, there's a lot going in on his mind. What am I gonna do? What am I going, probably wondering like, what am I gonna say to him? But he narrates in the comic saying that he's going through therapy in the form of a journalistic interview. He also told people that he was going to do an interview, but in reality, he's just going to have a chat with his tormentor. Now, what really amazes me about this comic is just that Clark is doing this as Clark Kent, the journalist. Because when the last time he was in Lubania, it was when he was Superman. And if you read World's Finest 192-193, Superman was captured after flying into Lubania, like I mentioned before, to rescue a train from falling off a bridge which was a, ru a ruse by Koslov. And Koslov used Kryptonian rays to dampen Superman's powers. And when Superman's powers were dampened, he was 
basically powerless. He had to disguise himself as Clark Kent in order to avoid capture. And as a result of that, he tried to even strip himself of his Superman uniform. The Lubanian army was able to find his uniform and use bloodhounds to actually go sniff the uniform and chase his scent. So he had to narrowly escape Kolsalov and his men. Clark Kent was also lured to a fake American embassy where he narrowly escaped. And while he escaped, he stole a radio from the fake embassy so that he could make contact with Batman. But once again, little did Clark know, Kolsalov, ever the clever villain that he was, was listening on the radio frequency and had a Batman impersonator try to capture the Man of Steel. Now Clark narrowly once again escapes the impersonator and eventually finds the real Batman. However, and unfortunately, they were captured by the ruthless Kolsalov. So the Lubanian colonel, Kolsalov, puts Clark and Bruce Wayne through hell. He makes them into propaganda pawns by having them paint anti-democratic or anti-democracy rhetoric, give them, giving them less food or feeding them less food, and having them do harsh labor. And while Batman and Superman were eventually able to escape, and Kolslav was eventually gets jailed at the same camp where he tormented them, the experience clearly still haunts Clark. And in the comic, Untitled, Clark does a really interesting narration about Kolslav, and I'll quote, he said that it wasn't just the torture Kolslav showed me, Kolslav showed me what it was like to be truly without power, helpless in a way Luthor or Brainiac never made me feel, humiliated, shame. And it was just, when I read that, I was like, wow. It really showed me that even the most powerful superhero could be affected by PTSD. And that's what Clark was experiencing, was the post-traumatic stress of his experiences in, in that prison. And this experience actually reminds me of a story or the experiences of a former Olympian and a World War II hero by the name of Louis Samperini. Um, his experiences were actually retold or chronicled in the movie Unbroken, which was um, directed by Angelina Jolie. And that story is about Louis Zamperini's experiences after being captured by the Japanese, where he was tortured by this ruthless Japanese uh, military official by the name of Matsushiro Watanabe, and he was nicknamed the Bird. And Zamperini was captured after his plane was shot down. He was a bomber pilot. And Watanabe captured Zamperini. He knew everything about Zamperini. He was an Olympian, so he tormented Zamperini, but Zamperini would not, he would not let up. He was determined to survive somehow, some way. He was determined to survive. And just like with what Clark went through in, in that whole ordeal back in the Lubanian prison, you could only imagine what was going on in the mind of Zamperini when he was being tortured and bullied by Watanabe. I mean, this, uh, this, uh, like, what was going on in his mind? Same with, same with Clark when he was being, when he was captured by Kosloff. So Zamperini eventually was freed and returned to the United States after World War II ended. He even got married. However, he had to battle his post-traumatic stress and his demons to the point where Zamperini would have nightmares about Watanabe, and even to the point where he would have dreams about just strangling him and killing him. And it got so bad to the point where, in one of the dreams, accidentally hurt his wife. And this horrified him. So his wife was originally going to divorce him though, but after going to church, she just, she decided not to do it. And she dragged him along to go to church. So he reluctantly went. However, after going to church, which was officiated by Billy Graham, he decided to he decided to become an evangelical Christian and eventually forgive Watanabe and his captors. And he even tried going to Japan to get some closure with Watanabe, but he never did. He never got to meet Watanabe and talk to him, but he did forgive him. And 
and he also forgave his captors and it was such a powerful story this is the fact that that became his sole purpose was his forgiveness and i feel in a sense that that was kind of what clark was pushing for in a sense too and with zamperini he he tried to go to he went to japan on several occasions one as an olympian to run a lake and he tried to talk to wantanabe there but he heard a rumor where wantanabe actually evaded prosecution um, post-war prosecution and then he heard another rumor where Watanabe would die. He even wrote him a letter so it was really unclear if Watanabe even got the letter but nonetheless he forgave his captor, he forgave his tormentor. So like Zamperini, Clark tried, made the choice to go back to the his place of torment and to try to get some closure. The only difference between this was just that unlike Watanabe, Kozlov served time but eventually became a business mongol. He became more capitalistic instead of a communist. And so it's like a post-Cold War story. And that, and I think, honestly, I, I have to say that um, John really did write a really powerful story about how even one as powerful as Superman can deal with that and just would, you know, and just is looking to get closure from that one person who tormented him and who put him through hell and back. So going into the art and coloring of it, I loved how the colors of red and blue, which are the colors of Superman, were utilized. Um, the colors of red were used for Superman, kind of reminiscing on his sweaty palms when it showed him placing a planet back in its original orbit, just showing the stress of it all, this, him just using all his super might and his super strength to place that planet in orbit. And I liked how it Red was also used to color Clark's tie to kind of di differentiate from his clothes, which were blue. And also, I, I really liked how they colored Soviet Lubania as red, whereas post-Soviet Lubania was blue. And also how they colored Kosolov as red, including the torture scenes, like Clark's reminiscing his torture under Kosolov's hands as being colored red, like you see Clark just struggling and almost to the point of breaking like it's all in red and it's just so powerful and then one of my favorite panels shows clark using it just having that that secret desire to use his heat vision on his former tormentor to kill him and that's all in red like he's just seeing red when he's having that secret desire that kolslav is not um remorseful for what he did or he's not he, he's like just unrepentant and of course there's a shades of blue like i mentioned before post-Soviet Lubania's blue Clark's sweaty palms like showing him looking down on his hands in that one panel. Um, the interview with Kolslav um, is also in shades of blue. And the taxi ride on the way to prison where Clark was held at, Clark, which was called the Kelebenek Re-Education Facility, and how dilapidated it looked. Showing that it was like pretty much he's out of calm state. He's just looking at his former place of torment. And the art and coloring done by Clayton Henry and Jordan Belair was just freaking powerful. I thought it just really set the mood in how Clark was dealing with his PTSD and coming to grips with what happened to him. And I actually forgot to mention that in the comic even, it mentioned that held in that re-education facility for a span of eight months, so almost a year of just non-stop torture and being used as a propaganda pawn. And you're the man of steel, like the rep that represents truth, justice in the American way. I mean, that must have like really it must have been really hard on Clark, even for someone who was as powerful as he. And even Clark narrated too that he thought he was invincible, he thought he was a superman, but you know, even with that, like I said, it comes to show that even the mightiest of heroes can go through PTSD or struggles in mental health after such an ordeal. So my, my final thoughts on the title was just that again, it was just one of those rare superman stories which focuses on Clark and kind of brings you, kind of 
makes him more grounded and brings him down to earth. This was a Clark Kent-centric story of trying to get closure of his experiences or one of his ordeals that he experiences as Superman. And the art, especially with the blue and red coloring, is just one of the things that makes the story very, very powerful. And I just enjoyed it. I would say that if you haven't read Superman Red or Blue yet, I mean, I definitely would recommend that you guys read it. It's just, it's just really awesome. So in the next episode, as my Superman Red and Blue series continues, I will be covering the next story, which is called The Measure of Hope, which is written by Brandon Easton, illustrated by Stephen Lieber, colored by Ron Chan, and lettered by Clayton Cowles. You can follow me on Twitter at the Earth 16 podcast you can also follow the daily planet on at the daily planet dc and thank you so much for listening as i always say constant listeners stay ever so awesome this is brian from merch 16 signing out